My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now. (laughs) Welcome to episode 147 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This will actually be the last episode of the season. And we will see you guys again in September during Fashion Week. Um, Today, I want to make sure that I tell you guys during that break, I really want to get your Black in Fashion notes. I want to hear from you. I want to know what your challenges are. I also want to know what your wins are. We'd love to discuss them on the podcast and me and the guests can comment on them, but also give you some advice. And of course, the I Am BNF campaign. We want you to post your videos and tell us what it's like being black in fashion. We're going to use these excerpts in multiple different mediums and publications. So if you want to be a part of this amazing I Am Black in Fashion movement, please send them in and or post on social media and tag I Am BNF campaign. Now, today I am joined by uh, just make, it's Raven Knight Pulliam. Raven B. Pulliam. Raven B. I said, girl, I gave you a whole nother name. Where did I get Knight from? <laughs> oh, uh, probably Keisha Knight, Knight Pulliam. Pulliam. Girl, yeah. no, I didn't, child. I just gave you, I put a knight in the middle of yours, Raven B. Pulliam. <laughs> You're fine. Raven is from Cool Girl Studios. You know, Keisha Knight well, Pulliam is a cool girl, too. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. So I want to, before we jump in and learn a little bit about your background and all that good jazz, I want to do a little segment that I always do as an icebreaker. It's called This or That. Just to see what the girls like, okay? Okay. All right. So where I want to go today? Where, where, where do I want to go today? I'm going to start with sad boob or under boob? <laughs> under boob. Studs or hoops? Studs. Adidas or Nike? Nike. Uh, a brim or a beret? Ooh, beret. Skinny leg or flare leg? A good flare leg. All right. High rise or a low rise? I always love a, a high waist. And last one, bikini, uh, one piece or two piece on the bikinis on a swimsuit? I think a one piece. He's like a one piece. Perfect. One okay. piece with cute little cuts. <laughs> right? With a cutout, but not the whole thing. <laughs> yep, out, right? Yep. Love that. All right. So, oh, last one. Wait. Motorcycle jacket or trench? Motorcycle jacket. Yes. Okay. All right, girl. I see what your style is. <laughs> All right. So, if you could just start out by telling us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and when that fashion bug hit you. Hi, my name is Raven B. Pulliam. I am currently in St. Louis, Missouri, and my background in fashion is I've loved fashion ever since I was a little girl. That's kind of like when the fashion bug hit me when I saw a magazine. I um, then went on to school. Um, I graduated with a BFA from Lindawood University, and then probably six months after college, I ended up um, landing my job in the fashion design career, uh, career field. So I um, work in a fashion design and um, apparel production. So we make clothes, um, accessories, a lot of um, different type of workwear. And I've worked my way up from being a project manager, senior project manager to, um, uh, I'm sorry, project, well, they call it a merchandiser. So then senior merchandiser and then project manager. Okay. Um, and the management role is almost like um like a management role in any type of like retail space, but also you're going to be managing your own um, clients. And so these are going to be high volume clients. We work with large scale production, nothing smaller than um, 500 units per color. 
So that is what I've been doing for the last five and a half years, um, working on the production end of the fashion design industry. Love that. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your personal design aesthetic. Uh, how do you draw inspiration and um, what do what category of clothing are you in? So I, I personally love, hmm. so I love separates. I love a good set. I find myself constantly gravitating towards like two-piece knit sets. Um, so my category would be um, sportswear. Um, I really love, I gravitate towards anything girly, to be honest. <laughs> I love like feminine silhouettes. One of my favorite colors is pink. Um, I love tulle, ruffles, anything that really does make a statement. But I also like things that are easy to throw on and um, that just really look nice on the body. So almost like figure flattering um, would like be my aesthetic as well. Figure flattering. Okay. Now tell me what trends in the industry you absolutely hate, girl. <laughs> uh, what trends do I absolutely hate? Oh, um, can it be accessories as well? Uh-huh. So I hated the... <laughs> Versace platform heels. I love the I love a good platform heel, but the chunky heels I just don't think are my thing. The Versace, you said it, girl. Okay, Versace. girl. I was gonna say uh, that damn who had that partnership with uh, Crocs and made a heel was that Balenciaga? Balenciaga, wait, I love them. <laughs> I hate I hated that I hated that Croc with it, and then I hate that big ass red boot. I don't even know what that is. Oh, um, yes. Um, what is that? The, the mischief. The mischief boots. Whatever that is, big, I hate yes. it. <laughs> I think they were like, you know, great for like a photo shoot or like a creative, maybe like a creative It's a cartoon shoot. Yes, maybe like a creative experience or something like that. But I think the platform, like when, with me being a short girl, I love a good chunky heel, good platform, but I felt like they were just so overplayed. They were, people were just kind of pairing them with whatever they wanted. And yeah, I just don't think those are for me, but I do love Crocs. I love Crocs. <laughs> I like Crocs too, but girl, that heel threw me off. I seen it. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? Is they there... actually have a, a, some new Crocs out too? With um, I don't know if you've seen them, but they have heels. They're like literally heel Crocs. They're kind of cute. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me what trend you want to see come back. Oh, I think it's actually kind of already coming back with the flared, like wide, like bell bottoms almost. Mm-hmm. I feel like since we're at, everyone's grabbing away, uh, gravitating away from skinny, I've noticed a lot of mom jeans with like wide flare leg or like almost like a straight leg, but they're larger at the bottom. Um, I've noticed a lot of those actually in stores and that are like on trend right now. Um, and I just find it so interesting because I remember when skinny jeans came back and now it's like we're getting away from skinny jeans. Almost no one wears um, skinny jeans anymore. It's like almost like the straight leg mom with the flare is kind of in. Love. So I think that's like my favorite trend to really see come back. Gotcha. Would you say that um, trying to focus like on your own business is very challenging when you work on a nine to five? How do you manage the two? So for me, I really just have to sit down and carve out the time. I've been putting my phone on do not disturb and I've been, and I've been just letting people call me and text me and I won't respond until I'm completed with um, all of my tasks for the day that I'm doing um, for my brand or whatever it is. If I'm like setting aside, okay, I know I'm going to get off at six o'clock. So from six to eight, 
I'm going to dedicate solely only that time to work on my brand. And that to me has really helped um, make sure I've accomplished everything that I wanted to do. And so I've been taking specific days where I just do nothing but work on my brand. Um, and also just really um, making sure that I, that's my main focus and that's my priority. Um, I'm working my nine to five to fuel my five to nine. So I'm just really trying to um, make sure that that's my focus and my priority. Love that. Love that. Okay. So as you've been in working in business and as you've been also, you know, pursuing your career, can you, I have a segment called, it's a success or it's a disaster. Can you tell me about a time where you were faced with some stuff that just went completely to shit, went bad, went to hell, but you learned something from the experience that made you adapt something different in your life or your business? Hmm. I think it's, I think it has to be with working in production. Um, there's been several occasions where things just don't go right. I think I had briefly had a conversation with you about it when, um, co like when COVID happened. Um, so I was working with this, um, larger scale, I mean, a very large scale client and our client was just up in arms that the product was not going to make it on time during COVID. And I remember it was my sole responsibility to almost like reassure the client and tell them that the product is not getting, like explain it to them why the product wasn't going to be getting there on time. And I felt like that was such a learning opportunity for me because not only did I have to reassure my client, but also I had to communicate with the factories and really truly determine what type of timing we were on for the product to be delivered. Um, so that would be, I think, the number one most challenging experience was during COVID and just trying to reassure my client about their thousands of jackets not being delivered on time. Oh, okay. What would you say is your um, takeaway as far as like how to deal with client relationships? Like, would you now like as far as like adapt something like that into your own business, whereas like you don't overpromise, you don't under, like you don't overdeliver, but also like explaining to the client that there is a lot of holes in the supply chain, you know, and it, throughout the supply chain, do you find that that they were more understanding, or did you like really have a fight? I think when you honestly build a rapport with your client on trust. And honesty, I think that whenever I've come across an issue, it just really depends on the client. But a lot of my clients, I have built up a trust with working with them for the last couple of years. And I really have just been upfront and honest about, hey, this is what might happen. I just want to kind of give you a heads up. Um, and then I will let you know in a couple of weeks if this is, um, you know, if this is true, if this is what's going to come to pass. And then here are also the solutions. So not just providing them with a problem, but also go ahead and doing that work and providing them with um, options for like for solutions. Um, so I think that would be like the number one thing with working with clients and also um, with my brand is going to be trust and honesty and a great partnership between um, clients and um, customer and also like my relationship with them. Love that. Love to hear that. Now, um, oh my God, girl, I just had a whole brain fart. I had a, and I had to, the crazy thing is I had this question cooking, Kalina, I'll tell you, cooking up in my head. It was cooking up in my head. <laughs> but oh, I, know, I know what it was. It, was, it wasn't a question. I just wanted to make a statement. So guys, if you don't know, Raven is actually one of our um, finalists for the LC Designer Chance Contest. Um, I, I selected her and a couple <laughs> other ladies to do mentorship and to really help them grow their brands based off of their videos and their um, content and stuff like that. So can you tell me, do you feel like there 
there is an area in the business where you just feel like you are superb, a superstar at, but then what is the area that is your weakest point? Okay, I think the area that I'm most superb at would be the the planning aspect of it. I feel like I have a knack for planning out things, a knack for um, just kind of getting everything in order, organization. Those are that's what I've been doing for the last like couple years. I think what I um, lack right now, and that you have definitely been helping me, is actually the business part of it. Um, you're really making me think outside the box. <laughs> I know <laughs> our last call, you were like, you gotta think bigger. And Absolutely. I think, where, I think that's like where my um, like that's where my like my mindset has been. I've been thinking so small as far as like the scale of my business and how I'm trying to scale it and make it this great big and amazing thing like how I envision it in my mind and I think that's kind of like where I'm getting your help and your guidance from is like on the business side of things it's like yes I have the creative vision I know I want to make a pink look and I know I want to do this as far as like the creative aspect and the organization side is concerned but I think the business structure and like how am I going to scale this what are my target um clients what will they be looking for from me um I think that part of it is like what I'm really lacking and I think you are really helping me to think outside the box and really get down to the nitty-gritty of everything oh well thank you I appreciate yeah. that <laughs> now I just want to before we leave out well I got it's two more things I want to know before we leave out. so one being okay in your uh in your corporate fashion job do you find yourself being the only black person of color and there's not a lot of diversity there do you see opportunities there and do you have any advice for creatives that are looking to tap into the fashion industry but however they're in the midwest where the the job market may not be as you know huge as it is in like a new york or la Yes. I find myself oftentimes I am the only young black girl in all of these spaces. Um, unfortunately, that just is, is what it is in the area that I live in, in the Midwest. Um, but we, I do try to create opportunities for other black girls. Um, a lot of times we have interns that reach out to us. I have really tried to make sure that I give the opportunity to everyone. Um, putting a lot of like other black girls in the same position that I was. It's like now I have the opportunity to make change and to help companies grow with their diversity. So I feel like that's what I really tried to focus on. And there are so many young other black girls that are talented just like me, but a lot of times we get overlooked and we don't have those opportunities. So now with me being a, in a position of management, I really try to make sure that I give those opportunities to young girls like I didn't have. So I think for me, um, anyone that is in a position where you're kind of just like, I mean, I want to be able to make it. I just feel like also you have to create those spaces and create those opportunities for yourself. So for me, working in a corporate um, corporate industry and we're doing like workwear and flannels and jackets and hoodies, that's not necessarily my own design aesthetic, but I've been working from on my like five to nine outside of that working for myself and working on like my visions and my dream and my goal. So that would also be what I recommend to young um, black girls is create that environment for yourself. Go out to local markets, find, um, network, find other creators that are like you that are looking for success towards the same goal, team up with them. I feel like there's also something to be said about unity and that helps um, empower as well. So that would be like my advice to young um, black girls like me. Love that. 
Okay, so last one. So the last segment is called, it's a muse. So if you could just share an affirmation, a quote, a book, um, prayer, podcast, anything that you utilize that continues to inspire and motivate you that you would want to share with another creative. Um, What is meant to be will always be. That is a phrase that I live by. It's actually patted down my spine. (laughs) Um, But what's meant to be will always be. If you get, um, if you don't get accepted for that job opportunity or you get looked over for a position, just know that something better is on its way for you and you cannot mess up what is for you. What's meant for you will always be. And I think that just um, motivates me to go harder. When I get a no, I'm like, all right, it's a no because there's a better yes for me out there. And that's how I take, um, and how I have taken rejection over these last couple of years in the industry. I mean, really propelled myself to start my own thing. It's like, okay, I got all these no's, but here's a yes that I'm going to create for myself. Gotcha. I love that. All right. So if you just want to throw out your social medias and how to uh, catch up with you, keep in contact with you. And if you have any events or anything coming up, please feel free to share that as well. Okay, so my Instagram is uh, Raven B. Pulliam, so it's just simply my name, and my brand name is Cool Girl Studios on Instagram. Um, those are my two main um, Instagram. Um, that's mainly what I use as well. Don't have any current events coming up, but you guys should definitely stay tuned for what I've been working on. So I'm super excited um, about what's coming up next. Oh, okay nice to hear all right thank you so much raven for joining me today i appreciate you and as i always say stay black peace out thank you bye have a great evening bye you too bye